I'm pulling out of the parking lot. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. Okay, and I'm uh, dropping my son off at camp. Okay, so today, try something a little bit different. Um, I'm gonna talk about um, a general mechanic, something we use all the time in magic. I'm gonna talk about where it came from and how we use it, and then talk a little bit about some, some famous cards that use it. Um, so I'm gonna talk about flickering. Okay, so flickering means when you exile a card, um, most often a creature, but you exile something and then you return it either right away or you return it at end of turn. Um, R&D refers to right away as insta-flickering and end of turn is just flickering. Um, it comes from the first spell that has it called flicker, um, which was in Earth's Destiny. I'll get to that. Um, it also sometimes called blinking because there's a card called momentary blink that was very powerful. Sometimes it's called sliding because there's a card called astral slide that was pretty powerful. Um, but anyway, I want to talk about where this ability came from. It's something we use in most sets. Um, where exactly? Wh what is the origin of flickering and why did it come about? Okay, so to, to, first we need to go back to Mirage. So Mirage uh, came out in 1996. Uh, it was the first sort of, uh, I, I say it's the first set of the second age of magic. Um, it's the first set that kind of clearly had a block built into it. Um, we kind of sort of had a block for Ice Age, at least it had a second set. Um, Mirage was the first set in which you know, we had a block, there was Mirage, then Visions, and Weatherlight. It was a full block. Um, and Mirage and Visions were designed um, by uh, some of the early playtesters. I had a recent podcast talking about the Alpha playtesters. Well, Bill Rose, Joel Mick, Charlie Catino, Don Felice, Howard Kallenberg, and Elliot Siegel designed Mirage and Visions. Um, and in it, they had an ability called Phasing. So what phasing is uh, are creatures that are only there half the time. What does that mean? So if a creature has phasing, the turn you play it, it comes into play. Then in the beginning of the next turn, it gets exiled. Um, and, uh, um, and phasing, uh, anything that's on it, enchantments or equipment or counters stay on it. They don't, they, normally, as you will see, when you normally flicker things, uh, what happens is they're considered to be refreshed. They start anew. And so, if you have anything on you, they go away. That is not true of um, original uh, phasing. Uh, phasing. Um, so, the idea of phasing was, so turn one, you play it. Turn two, it goes away. Turn three, it comes back. And it basically has haste, so you can attack with it right away. Uh, and the idea is, it's just there every other turn. That's how phasing worked. Um, and I thought phasing... So, when I got there, I, I was not part of the design team, obviously, from Mirage. But I was on the development team. And one of the things that I was fascinated by with um, phasing was the idea that things could either phase themselves out or that you could phase other things as a, as a means to... Well, there are a couple of things that I liked. Um, now, phasing... I'm trying to remember phasing. Phasing either... It, uh, I think it didn't trigger enter the battlefield effects, but I think it triggered leaves the battlefield effects. I think that's how it worked. It worked one way and not the other. Um... I was really fascinated by the idea of um, phasing as a means to protect the creatures. So, for example, there's a, dra there's a blue dragon, I forget the name of it. There's a blue dragon in Mirage that I made that could phase itself out. Uh, that it was a means by which it could protect itself. Um, and then I, I made a bunch of um, individual spells that you could, you could phase something. Um, and that was the part that I was really interested in. was not necessarily the fact that the creature was there half the time. That, that to me, was less interesting um, 
I, I was much more interested in phasing as a tool. Um, so flash forward um, a few years. Uh, so Urza's Destiny, um, at the time R&D, there was not a lot of people in Magic R&D. I think it was, there was five of us at the time, uh, or five full-time Magic R&D people. So it was me and Bill, Bill Rhodes, Mike Elliott, William Jockish, uh, and Henry Stern. Uh, and there were a bunch of other people in R&D, but R&D was doing a lot of games at that point. Um, now we're a little more focused on the games we do, but there we were doing the Harry Potter game and the Major League Baseball game, and we were doing BattleTech, and there was Netrunner and Vampire: The Eternal Struggle, and you know there was a period of time where we were making lots and lots and lots of trading card games, um, and so there were just Magic was sort of spread a little thinner, and that that there was less people dedicated to just Magic. So uh, when we did Urza's Destiny. Um, I asked if I could just do it by myself, or maybe they asked me if I could do it by myself. I don't remember exactly how it happened, um, but I ended up designing, I was the design team. Um, other than Arabian Nights and Alpha, um, that's the only, the only uh, sets that uh, had a single person design team. Um, and so one of the things that I was doing in Urza's Destiny was um, the way the set designs worked back then was the third set didn't really invent new things, at least not new keyword things that you just would take the things that existed in the block. So I was in Urza's Saga block. That meant I had um, Cycling and I had Echo. Um, and those were mechanics I had to play around with. So I decided for a little flavor, I would make five vertical cycles um, with non-named mechanics. So what a vertical cycle is, it's a common and uncommon and either a rare or mythic rare. Obviously, at the time of Earth's Destiny, there wasn't Mythic Rares yet, so it was a common or uh, uncommon or rare. So for each color, I came up with a little theme that I played into that color that was playing into the larger themes of the set. And so for white, I, I really like this idea of sort of taking what I was doing with phasing, but cleaning it up a little bit. Because there were a lot of weird rules to phasing. Things stayed on it. Um, it didn't trigger, I think, Enter the Battlefield effects. And so what I decided to do was I liked the cleanliness of take a creature, remove it, exile it. So at the time, by the way, it wasn't called exile yet. It was called remove from the game. Um, but it was very confusing to say, remove this creature from the game. Then it comes back to the game. Well, wasn't it removed from the game? So we changed to exile. Um, anyway, you, I liked the idea that you exiled the creature, it was gone, and then when you brought it back, it was like a fresh new version of the creature. Uh, in fact, my working name... Uh, for the common, I believe, of my vertical cycle was tabla rasa, which means blank slate. The idea that you just get to start all over again, a fresh start. Um, so what happened was I made, uh, my common was an instant for one mana that uh, exiled the creature and then immediately brought it back. So once again, flickering is what I refer to as I exile till end of turn. Insta-flickering means I, I exile and immediately bring it back. Um, usually, if you're going to exile your own things, instant-flicker is better because you, it, it's gone for a very brief amount of time. If you're going to affect your opponent's things, uh, normal the, the flicker to end of turn is better because you can like remove things that can block and stuff. Um, so you know, it's just gone for a larger period of time, and it being gone might matter. Um, normally, by the way, when we do uh, flickering nowadays... Um, the default to flicker is only affects your stuff. Um, I mean, we do make stuff that affects your opponent's stuff, but like that's usually cost a little extra. The default is just affect your stuff. Um, the reason for that is it does stuff like hose, auras, and things that ne necessarily were not 
Like, if, if a card can hit both you and your opponent, it's more powerful to hit your opponent and can do nastier things to your opponent. So you we have to cost it for hitting your opponent, which means then you don't tend to use it on yourself, which is where a lot of the fun things are. So normally when we do it, we tend to say, okay, most of the time, it's just going to hit your stuff. Um, anyway, I made a common that was just a spell. I, I think it was a, a white instant that, fl- that uh, flickered, an instant flickered... Um, as an, as an instant. Um, and then I had an uncommon that I think uh, was repeatable, and I had a rare that, that flickered multiple things, I believe. Um, but anyway, the idea was, you know, it's this ability, and at first it's just one thing, and then it's more as you get higher in rarity. So I was not on the development team as I was the design team, um, and usually the lead designer was not on the development team, and I was the lead designer. Um, so at the end, they ended up taking away the vertical cycle and the common, they added a mana and they made it a sorcery and they moved it to rare. So Flicker, which is the first card that had the effect, why I call it flickering, um, Flicker ended up being a watered-down version of what I originally had made and got pushed to rare. So it was this weird, it started as kind of this weird, just weird rare effect. Um, but I really liked it. I really liked what the effect was. Um, I mean, one of the things about it is that there's a lot of utility to flickering. So, for example, number one is if anything is in trouble, you could flicker it away to save it. Because um, let's, let's say someone's about to destroy it. Well, if you flicker it away, well, now it's not there when the um, spell that would just kill it um, resolves, so it's saved. Um, you also get to re- refresh things. So if something comes into play with counters that you use, um, then you get to refresh it and start again with, with more counter. So like Triskelion is a famous artifact from uh, uh, originally in Antiquities where it comes with three plus one plus one counters and you can remove the counters to deal a damage. Well, if I do all my damage with it and then flicker it, because um, it's a one-one without the counters, then it, it refreshes and now you have the counters again. Um, you also can reset off enter the battlefield effect. So if it does anything when it enters the battlefield, and we do a lot of those kind of things, if you flicker it, it'll make that happen again. You get to re-get the enter the battlefield effect. Um, if you have a leave play trigger, it also will trigger leave play triggers. Um, if you have something negative on it, like in the set with minus one, minus one counters, where, you know, by, by flickering it, you remove things that are problematic. Also, if somebody puts a, a pacifism or something, some sort of aura that's, preventing your creature from being able to attack. You can use Flicker as a means to, to get rid of an aura uh, on it. Um, so Flicker has a lot of uses. I really thought it was kind of a cool thing. Um, so what happened was I just kept using it. Um, like, it, you know, I put it in Earth's Destiny and it got sort of watered down to less than I had meant. But you know what? I was on more sets. So I kept using the ability. And eventually I got R&D to see kind of, um, they kind of see what I saw in it, which was, oh, wow, it really works well with so many different things. Like, one of the reasons that I think flickering um, has just become a, a staple is it's just a really fun, interactive ability that just makes lots of cool things happen. Um, and as you will see, I'm going to go through a bunch of cards with it, but it, it, there's just a lot of cool utility that comes with it. Um, and so essentially what happened was I started using it. We eventually branched it out, not just in white, but in blue and well. Uh, white and blue seem to be the colors. They're sort of like, let's start afresh. Um, and it had a lot of the... It, 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 
it, it, it was a nice ability that sort of crossed over between white and blue. And so uh, I think it's primary in white and blue. It's tertiary, I think, in black, only because black can kind of kill things and bring them back from the graveyard, which is not that different from flickering. Um, but anyway, I, I wanted to... So let's talk about some cards. So there's a... We've made a lot of cards over there. So this is just a sampling of the cards. These are not all the cards that use the build. This build actually has been on quite a number of cards. Um, but I thought I would just sort of go through, and by talking about a bunch of different cards, I'd hit sort of, um, you know, the, the kind of things that you can do with them, the kind of designs that you can use. So we're going to start with Aetherling, uh, which is a four blue-blue, so five, a six mana total, two of which is blue. It's a four-five shapeshifter. Uh, it's from Dragon's Maze, and it's got four abilities. It's, it's one of the... Uh, uh, we have a bunch of lings that uh, originally morphling, uh, and then we've made. Uh, well, we're in the process. Um, there's there's this ongoing, very long cycle that one day we will finish um, of lings. Although blue got two, it got um, morphling, and then it got etherling. So etherling uh, has four abilities. The first ability is it could flicker itself. Um, what that means is if you use this ability, it goes away and comes back at end of turn. Um, and the reason we did this is this is a defense. This is Flickering as a defensive thing. So if a creature can flicker itself, what that means is essentially, for one blue mana, anything you're going to do negatively to my creature, I can answer by just saying, well, it's gone for the turn. You target it, well, it's gone for the turn. You try to put an aura on it, it's gone for the turn. You know, anything, anytime there's something negative that would happen to it, I can use this as a, as a protective, reactive thing. Um, now, the creature also, it, you can spend a blue mana to make it unblockable, you can spend one mana to make it plus one, minus one, or one mana to make it minus one, plus one. Um, the last two abilities all, all the, uh, the lings have is uh, the plus one, minus one, minus one, plus one, because it's, it's a shapeshifter, so it can sort of change the shape. Um, but the other abilities that it has, normally uh, the lings normally have um, five abilities. I think this one has four, but normally most of them have five. Um, but anyway, we use flickering here in a purely defensive matter. That this card is just, oh, here's a means to use something that's in, that blue has that's defensive. Okay, next, Astral Slide. I, I would argue this is the card that put, uh, that put Flickering on the map. Um, so Astral Slide is uh, from Onslaught. Uh, it's an enchantment uh, for two and a white, so three mana, one of which is white. Uh, and whenever you cycle a card, you get to flicker a creature you control. Um... And so uh, this card came about because I was, at the time of Onslaught, we had never repeated a keyword mechanic, otherwise, other than making it evergreen. If you wanted to repeat it, it had to be evergreen. Otherwise, if we had done it once, that's it. We're not going to do it again. And I'm like, okay, guys, it, th- this seems silly. This set would love cycling. Like, I remember when I first was working on Onslaught, I was trying to, uh, uh, Elliot had turned it, Mike Elliot had turned it in, and, and um, Bill Rose had helped me to tweak it a little bit with Mike, and one of the things that I really was looking for was it was missing a mechanic, and I, I was like, oh, I mean, it's a mechanic kind of like cycling, and then I'm like, well, why could it just be cycling? Why can't we bring back a mechanic? Um, but one of the things I got when I talked to R&D was they're like, oh, well, you know, if you're going to bring it back, can you do something different with it? Um, so the one of the things I decided to do we hadn't done before was care about cycling, like cycling matters. So I made two cards, Lightning Rift and Astral Slide. Lightning Rift did two damage. After slide, flickered a creature. Um, and the idea was, it, every time you cycle, you get to do something. Um, so, both cards, when I turned them in, didn't cost any mana to use. But Lightning Rift, they ended up adding mana to it. So when you cycle, you have to pay mana to do that. 
But the actual slides, like, ah, flickering, whatever. That, that's, that's not that bad. So they left it alone and didn't put in a mana cost on it. Um, turned out to be quite powerful. Flickering can be very, very powerful. Um, and especially flickering where you can constantly do, you know, every time you cycle, you get a flick or something. Um, and flickering did a, a bunch of cool things. Um, so, like, the, whether or not you're refreshing things or reusing things or, you know, you can use it to untap things, essentially... Um, there's a lot of neat things you can do with it. And so, um, you know, it was a very powerful card. And it was the first time, I, I believe, where, because it was a powerful, repeatable effect, that you could start building around it. And this is the idea where people say, okay, I'm going to make a deck. Now it's a flickering deck. What do I want to put in the deck? You know, Astro Slide says, I want everything in my deck should be something I want to Astro Slide and, and flicker. So it was the first time really that became the center of a theme. And it was very popular, and people really enjoyed it. And so I think Astral Slide really sort of cemented the mechanic as being something people liked. Okay, next, Brago King Eternal. Two white-white, so four total, two of which is white. A legendary creature. He's a spirit. He's 2-4. He's from Conspiracy. Uh, He is flying, and whenever he deals combat damage to the opponent, you get to flicker any number of your creatures. Um, So this is using flickering as kind of a reward uh, it's a saboteur building, meaning he has to do damage. But if he does damage, wow, he gets to really flicker whatever he wants. So this is like a flickering commander. This says, okay, we're giving you a commander. He's got flying. So, you know, he's going to be able to do a lot of flickering. Well, you better fill your deck with things that want to flicker. He obviously is white and blue because those are the colors that flickering is in. And so he wants access to all the things in white and blue. Um, but this is a good example of us saying, hey, flickering's fun. Let's make a commander that can flicker. You know, this is very much us making a, a, a flickering commander. Um, and the fact that it can flicker any number of things really lets you sort of fill up your deck and do a lot of cool stuff. Cloud Shift is from Avison Restored. Cloud Shift costs uh, one white mana. It's an instant, and you uh, insta-flick or something. You remove it from the game, exile it, and then return it right away. So Cloud Shift is interesting. What happened was I had essentially made this card as the original Flicker in um, Urza's Destiny, it got changed. So it's many years later, it's on Absent Restored, and I'm like, I'm just gonna do it again. And this time, it stuck. It stayed a common. So uh, I don't know, for trivia questions, if you can name a card that I submitted twice, one time it got turned into a rare, and one time it stayed at common, uh, there's a little trivia for you. Eerie, Eerie Interlude. So two and a white, uh, it's an instant. This is from Shadows Over Innistrad. And you can flicker any number of your creatures. Um, and this is, you can tell, us messing around with it. Like, early on, we do pinpoint stuff. And then we start saying, oh, well, what if you could flicker a bunch of different things? Um, and flickering definitely did some cool things. And, um, you know, uh, it allowed you to... Usually the reason you see flickers in sets is it just has synergy with what is going on. Um, and like I said, there's so many different ways to have synergy. Um, now it is possible to have anti-synergy, by the way. The the or, or I, I would argue too good a synergy. Um, when we do morph, we have to be careful about flicker effects because if you flicker a morph creature, you play it three mana for a face down two two. But when you flicker it, it goes away, and when it comes back, it's not morphed, so it it just comes to play as its normal thing. So if I flicker a morph creature, I pay I, I play three to play it face down. And by flickering, I circumvent the cost. And that is, I mean, obviously, 
very synergistic, but it's a little too synergistic, a little too good. So we tend to be careful with our flicker effects when we know we have morph things in. So like flickering is used in most environments, but there are a few things that are so synergistic, we have to be careful. Okay, Felidar Guardian. This is from Ether Revolt. Three and a white. It's a one for cat. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you insta-flicker uh, a permanent, meaning you remove a permanent and return it to play. Um, so this card caused all sorts of problems because normally when we do this card, we say creature. That normally when we do these kind of cards, you, you get to flicker a creature. That's normally what we do. Um, but I think this set was in Ether Revolt, and they're like, oh, well, you know, artifacts are a big thing here. We're in an artifact set. Probably we should be able to flicker artifacts. And for some reason, like, oh, rather than write artifact or creature, we let us just say permanence. What, what harm could come from it? Well, it turns out that there was this little planeswalker called Sahili. Uh, and when you flicker Sahili, it made an infinite combo uh, and caused all sorts of problems. So, um, because uh, essentially, um, I remember correctly how this works, uh, you could flicker Sahili. Sahili had an ability that she used the turn she came into play where she could copy a creature. Uh, and so essentially what would happen is they could each make the other and do it infinitely. And all you needed was something that just wanted infinite creatures and you won. Um, so anyway, we ended up banning this card just because normally we have a troublesome pair and one is mythic and one is uncommon. We will ban the uncommon uh, just because people get far less upset when we ban uncommons and we ban uh, mythic rares. Um, this is one of those cards that makes me sad in that if we had just said artifact or creature, it would have been fine. It wouldn't cause all the problems. It would have been around to be a pretty fun card in the cat deck because Amiket had a cat deck that this would have played really nice in. Um, okay, Flicker. Uh, I talked about Flicker. Flicker is from Urza's Destiny. Um, it's just the original the original flickering effect. Um, next, Flickering Spirit. Three and a white. 2-2 uh, two, two Spirit. It's got flying. It's from Time Spiral. Uh, and for three and a white, you could flicker the creature. Uh, you can instant flicker. Remove and bring it right back. So basically this was... There was a card in... Um, was it Legends? Legends or Ice Age? Called Blinking Spirit. I think it was Ice Age. Um, called Blinking Spirit. Uh, and Blinking Spirit was a creature that you could spend mana to... Um, it wasn't... I'm trying to think how... It was a lot like flickering, but it wasn't exactly flickering. Um, oh, you could put it back to your hand. You could put it back to your hand. Blinking Spirit, you could pay mana to put it back in your hand. So it was a very hard creature to kill, because whenever there was a problem, you would return it to your hand. But then you had to cast it again. And so the idea here is, um, I, blinking, I think Blinking Spirit costs zero to blink. Uh, sorry, zero to put back in your hand. So it was almost impossible to kill it. It just would always return to your hand whenever it was in threat of being in trouble. Um, so we thought it would be fun in Time Spiral to make reference to Blinking Spirit. Um, so we made one, but we used the technology of the time, which was flickering. So the idea is, it's got all the advantage of it, except... Uh, well, the advantage it has is you don't have to cast it again, uh, but the disadvantage is that um, if you don't have the mana, you can't save it. So it's sort of, we made a modern age Blinking Spirit, sort of a nod to Blinking Spirit, but with modern technology. Flicker Wisp, this is from Eventide. So one white white for a 3-1 elemental, and it's flying, and then when it enters the battlefield, you can flicker another creature. Um, so we made a bunch of these. This is something we, we like to do a lot, which is a creature that enters the battlefield and flickers other creatures. Um, it's just a lot of fun. It does cool things. Um, and yeah, as you'll see, it's just an effect we come back to. 
Ghost Away, Ghost Away. This is from Guild Pact. Two in a white instant, uh, flicker all your creatures. So one of the things we discovered is the flickering's so good, and there's certain decks where you're just happy to flicker all your creatures. Um, and a lot of times there's cards in which you care about um, things coming into play, or you care about, you know, you have different ETB effects. Sometimes there's some synergy like allies or something, where there's a lot of, you know, if, if they disappear and all come in together, they get to both have their effects but count each other. Okay, Miss Meadow Witch. So one and a white-blue hybrid mana. So two mana total, one of which is white or blue hybrid. It's a 1-1 Kithkin Wizard. Uh, two white-blue, you get a flicker, uh, a creature. A creature you control. I think it's a creature you control. I didn't write that down. I believe it's a creature you control. Uh, this is in Shadowmore. This is when we're doing um, a hybrid spell. And one of the things that's nice is white and blue can do this. So we can make a creature that does it. That's both white and blue. Um... The tricky thing about this card is it really, it secretly really is a white-blue card um, because the activation cost requires white and blue. I'm not sure why we didn't make it hybrid-hybrid. Interesting question. I don't know why we didn't do that. Uh, maybe we wanted you to play it in a white-blue deck and it was a hybrid set so we weren't making multicolor cards. I'm not quite sure why we did that. Okay, Momentary Blink. This is another, uh, probably this and... Um, um, uh, Astral Slide are the two most famous of, of uh, the flickering cards. So it's an instant for one and a white. Uh, you flicker a creature you control and then flashback three and a blue. So this is another example where we interlap white and blue. Um, in Innistrad, um, we, I put flashback in Innistrad, but when um, Eric took the file over to do the development, he liked the idea of having kicker costs that were uh, in allied colors because uh, there was an ally theme because the... Uh, um, the monsters overlapped ally themes. And so he had you, the, instead of giving you a gold card, he gave you a card that you could use, but then you could, you could flash back in a second color, which really encouraged you, if you picked up this card, to play those two colors. Um, and it was a, a fun, flavorful way to sort of do that. Um, Momentary Blink is a pretty strong card uh, and definitely saw a lot of play. And in fact, like I said, some people refer to it as blinking, and the reason literally is because this card was just played a lot. Next, Obadot. Obzadot. Obzadot, the Ghost Council. One white, white, black, black. It's a 5-5 legendary creature spirit advisor. When it enters the battlefield, you drain your opponent for two, meaning they lose two life and you gain two life. Uh, And then you have the ability at the end of turn to flicker the card um, to the next turn. Uh, And this is an example where this is a creature that doesn't flicker other things, it flickers itself. But because it has an enter the battlefield effect, the fact that you flicker it means it gets to reuse this. Um, and I think that's kind of cool. Um, to just flicker itself. I think it could flicker... I think it could flicker any creature. I don't think it just flickered itself. Um, I didn't write that down. But uh, I, think, I think it could flicker anything. Okay, next. Ordinary Pony. Uh, this is an unstable card. In fact, an unstable card I had a... I had a rata. Uh, two and a white. It's a two-three horse. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you flicker a non-horse creature you control. Um, and the idea was, it's a horse. So this is a common thing we do on flickering cards, where we want you to flicker something but not flicker itself. Sometimes we say flicker another creature. Sometimes we'll say flicker a non-whatever it is. So flicker non-horse. Well, it was the only horse in the set, I believe. Um, so really, it just couldn't flicker itself. It was a cutesy way of not letting it flicker itself. Um, the problem we had with this card was there's a card in the set called Half Squirrel Half 
that says whenever a creature enters the battlefield um, as a trigger. And this card flickers. So if you put those two cards together, it allowed you to infinitely flicker the same creature. So, and since there are all these hosts that enter the battlefield effect, it just lets you infinitely do some enter the battlefield effect. Um, so we had a, we had a, um, a rod of this card. So the card now says you can flicker any creature that hasn't already been flickered. So you could flicker everything once per turn, but you can't flicker the same thing multiple times per turn. Uh, and the final card to talk about before I get, I'm, I'm almost to the office, is Restoration Angel. So Restoration Angel costs three and a white, so four mana, one of which is white. It's a 3-4 angel. Uh, the card's from Avacyn Restored. It has flash and flying, and when it enters the battlefield, you inch the flicker a non-angel. So again, it's using this technology of I want to flicker something else, so I won't flicker m- my thing. Um, non-angel is a little more meaningful in uh, Avacyn Restored because there's an angel theme. So non-horse really was just not me in Unstable, but non-angel actually uh, did, did restrict you a little bit on some of the angels. Um, the interesting thing about this one is it has flash. Uh, and what that means is um, we often make a creature that enters the battlefield and flickers another creature, and you can do fun combo trick stuff. Uh, we also often make spells that save your creature that you can cast it as a, a means, like Cloud Shift is a good thing, where you can use it to save your creature. Um, this card kind of does both. And the idea is this angel can arrive at the last minute and protect something. Now, it can also do all the fun combo things, but because it has um, flash, that means it can be used protectively. Uh, and the reason we said not angel, A, as it means to not flicker itself, but also the idea of, well, this angel comes and saves things. Well, it doesn't save other angels, so there's some flavor to that. I mean, we, we understood by doing this, we restricted a little bit what it could be used in limited, um, but the flavor was really strong, so we thought that was cool. Um, anyway, I'm almost to work. The, the thing I wanted to say, well, two things. One is, um, I'm trying something new where I'm talking about the history, not of a specific, me- not of a named mechanic, but kind of a, an evergreen ability that we use. So if you guys think this is interesting, let me know. Um, I, I'm always looking for new things to talk about since I'm, uh, you know, I'm up to 600 podcasts. So uh, always looking for new topics. Um, the other thing is, I'm just a huge fan of flickering. Um, this is one of those mechanics that I kind of willed into existence. Um, I mean, it's quite possible somebody else would have eventually got there, but uh, it, it definitely was my baby, and it, it took a little while to get ready to warm up to it, but now, um, I think now that people have played with it enough that they really realize the versatility of it. I mean, it really is, it is the Swiss army knife of, of sort of evergreen uh, mechanics. It really does so many different things. Um, it's one of the reasons that it just constantly gets in sets is no matter what your set's doing, ah, like, like I said, in fact, the only problem we ever have is it's too synergistic, as, as in with Morph. We're like, not that it's not good, it's just a little too good. Um, like, that's when we have to be careful about it. That's when we don't put it in a set, because it's, it's too synergistic. So that's, that's quite the mechanic that its biggest problem is too much synergy. Um, but it's a fun mechanic. I hope, you, I hope you guys enjoy flickering as much as I do. We'll keep making it in white and blue, maybe occasionally in black, maybe. It's tertiary. Um, but anyway, that is all I have to say about flickering. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. And like I said, if you enjoyed this idea, if you want me talking about more sort of evergreen, non-named effects that we do, I'm happy to talk about more stuff. Um, but I started with flickering because flickering has a warm place in my heart. But anyway, I'm now parked, so we all know what that means. This is the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you guys next time.